back, party people. You are listening to Crossplay, our video game podcast here at the Whatnots. It is Saturday, January 16th, 2021, and coming up on today's show, we will be talking about the announcements of Lucasfilm Games and what that means for the future of Star Wars games. Uh, We also have some more news on the messy launch and the future of Cyberpunk 2077, as well as a bunch of new and exciting release dates for games coming this year and beyond, including the new Pokemon Snap. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Ignacio Rojas. Hey. What's going on, Ignacio? I'm doing really good. Uh, really really well. Just two- Damn it. Really well. I was going to say, it, it being just the two of us. <laughs> you guys also heard the... You guys also heard the voice of Alan Busby. Hello, hello, bonjour. Other languages. And rounding out our podcast is Gino Viteri, who thinks he can fire me from oh. the podcast. Yeah, that, I did already. Though. No, it's no, written in stone. no. No, it's, not firing, Kyle. It says fired. Hot take. Hot, Hot take. take. I so feel, it's, I hate it's record, actually already but happened. I feel, like, I feel like I'm forgetting something. I don't know what I'm forgetting. Do you guys ever get that uh, feeling? Where yeah, all the time. Like, you're just going about your day, but you're like, I'm forgetting something. Like, pop, yep. like keys, wallet, pants. Did I yeah. put on p- p- pants? Wow, I, I don't know. How are you Weird. forgetting? How are you forgetting pants? Hey man, hey, no pants man. are the best. Yeah, the pants. pandemic. I got yeah. my pants on. So them. what am I forgetting, dude? You I never, <laughs> I don't, I never lounge in anything. Like, I don't even lounge in shorts. I either lounge in pants or I lounge in just like, like, work, like jeans? And, work, and workout pants. Like, like jeans? I, yeah, like well, I mean, like <laughs> the like also like the chino style pants, like not jean material. Like sometimes they're jeans, sometimes they're not. But like I never just lounge in like boxers or just like nothing i have like you guys I, ever i need my lower body to jeans? be covered have you ever slept in your jeans yeah i mean have i've you taken ever naps done that? Yeah. in them like yeah. at school or something way back in the back in the that day because i'm old now if you do mm. a full night of sleep in your jeans you're a serial killer probably oh yeah <laughs> i mean i woke, my, I woke <laughs> up and my legs were like sweaty af yeah yeah <laughs> That's what yeah, that will happen. And with that, <laughs> let's get on to apparently the first order of business. What is this? Ignacio, <laughs> explain yourself. Okay, so just like it's, it says here in the show notes, first order, first order of business, I won. Even Kyle, though it wasn't the first thing we did. I won. I, Kyle, I, you lost. Trust me, you lost by a lot. What, what are we talking about? <laughs> what okay, game did so, I sign up for? Oh, well. So, since you don't remember, let me refresh your mind. So, about a year ago... Oh, me, is this our fantasy draft thing? Exactly. You, me, ah. and Nick, about a year ago, signed up for this fantasy critic page where we each got to draft our picks for the games of 2020 and just to see which ones would rank the highest and and it would be a bit of a competition uh-huh. the thing is that we kind of said that we would go back to it like yeah. periodically 
Mick because, stepped down and he's now yeah. off doing his own thing. So I just c- kind of figured it was dead in the water. And we forgot. So the other day I just decided to go back to it and, and see what happened. Where, uh, <laughs> I mean, we only had five picks at the beginning. We were supposed yeah. to go back and pick more games. More, yeah. Since we simply just forgot, we never picked. So Kyle, I'm going to drop you the link. Right here in the dock. Okay. Alan and Gino, unfortunately, you will not be able to see it because uh, apparently it's hidden. Oh, do I have to I, I see it. in? Is it going to let me? Yeah, but if you try to go oh. into oh, the link. It, it also says for me, I don't have permission to view this league. I might be s- oh. signed in to the wrong I'm, thing. Yeah, probably you're not signing. Well, so I'm, I'm not a sports guy. Anyway. I, don't, I don't understand the whole fantasy thing. You just pick like... Okay, like, so imaginary players? No. For the game fantasy critic, what you would do is at the beginning of the year you would pick five games. Okay. And you would say these are the five games I think that would rank the highest in Metacritic or whatever critic aggregator you're using. Okay. And depending on the score that they get, you would get certain amount of points. Mm. And as the year keeps going you get a certain amount of budget and you are able to bid on other games throughout the year. That would, of, of course, pop up out the, throughout the year. And by the end, the one who had the most score would win. The highest score would win. And so, just to summarize, I won. <laughs> I, I got, what, 82.87 points. Okay. Second place was Kyle with 50.39. That's a big gap. Jeez. And the last, wait, and at the last place was Meek with 14. Wow. Yikes. I had some wild picks. I'm not even going to say Nick lost. Nick got destroyed. Well, I I think I had had, like Neo 2 in there or something. I was like, I think that one will do okay. okay." Well, no. So I have your picks here. You had Cyberpunk, Animal Crossing, Ghost of Tsushima, 12 Minutes, and Half-Life Alex. The thing is that 12 minutes never came out. Right. So you got zero points there. Damn. <laughs> For Meek, who had 14 points at the end, three of his games didn't come out. Damn. Oh, man. He had The Last of Us Part Two, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which both got uh-huh. a good amount of points. But then he had Elden Ring, Axiom Verge 2, and Halo Infinite. Wow, wow. man. Those three didn't mm. come out. No, what what did you have, Garcia? 14. And for me, I had Final Fantasy VII Remake, Doom Eternal, Resident Evil 3, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Neo 2. And all five of those oh, came had Wow. Two. Okay. Oh, and good. so I won. Good list. Clean so Congratulations. Kyle, you owe me, let's say, two pizzas. Two, two pizzas. Jeez. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I can see one pizza. Well, Mick no, is not no, here, no. so you will have to pick up his. No, no, his you get him. You just get him. No, no, Kyle. The thing is, you just get him two of the smallest size pizzas. <laughs> two bagel <ever>. bites. Yeah. <laughs> we should bites. do that for 2021. Two yeah, small pizzas. So that's what I wanted to propose, actually. Uh, Kyle, I know we are supposed to record a Patreon exclusive episode. One yeah. of the ideas that I was floating was. Maybe we do this as Patreon exclusives. 
Oh, you could do yeah. that. I actually commit idea, yeah. to playing it. Because none of none of us spent any money on it on it. We all started with a budget of one hundred bucks and no one used it. Mm. I gotcha. I'm done. Okay. I'm down for sure. I'm down. Sure. We'll 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 talk about that after this is yeah. done. We'll we'll figure that stuff out. Uh but yes, we do need to get uh going on our next Patreon exclusive thing. So good idea. So at the end of the day, the most important thing here is that I won. Okay. <laughs> All right. All hail Ignacio. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> uh, Gino. Yes. What have you been playing? You you have something written down here that I I you we <laughs> you mentioned it like uh-huh. on on stream not too yeah. long ago. Uh, well, I'll yeah. mention more about that. But you have a game that I've never heard of. So Herbs. I have been playing Eternal Return Black Survival. That's a real name. Uh, <laughs> is there a clone here? There. The, the acronym uh, is Herbs. Herbs. Um, the what the subtitle is Black Survival. I guess. Okay. It would be Eternal Return and subtitle Black Survival. So this game, I I I hopped on Steam and I was like, I just want to play a random game. I don't know something I've never seen before. I've never heard of. I just want to play something new. And I hopped on Steam and I looked around and this game popped up and I clicked it and it said, this is a battle royale, the first battle royale MOBA of its kind. And I was like, oh, wow, that sounds super interesting. And I looked at videos and I went on Twitch and I saw people playing it, but it's all Japanese people. So I was like, oh, damn it. And Typical. Then, and it it this game is exactly like League of Legends, but a battle royale with anime waifus, and that's all the right words to get me to try it. So okay. I tried it, uh, played a few matches. I've been playing it every every day since I I started it, and I've won my I won my first match the other day because everyone died. Hey. Except one person that I fought early on that I killed them and then everyone else just died <laughs> to random things. So that's how I won my first match, which is awesome. But people are getting so good at it and I don't know how to play and I'm still learning and it's freaking fun and I can't wait to keep playing. So All right. How so- does this mix? Because you, you said it was a MOBA and Battle Royale mixed. Yeah. So I, I guess not the the MOBA it's MOBA style because you know how they have like the you have the aerial camera and yeah, yeah. over the top you, you click you click, click your character um yeah point to click and then you have the QWER for your skills that's what it takes for MOBAs as the the QWER skill um the the way you attack and stuff and point to click uh but so the main point is uh survival. You're pretty much uh, finding materials around the map. Um, You choose where you spawn randomly on the map. And you're finding materials along with, I think it's 17 other people that are in the map as well. So you're finding materials to build better gear. You want to build a better, based off the different characters that you have. You're either building, there's brawlers, there's people that have guns, there's people that have swords. There's people mm-hmm. that throw shurikens, you know, stuff like that. So you're trying to build the 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 highest possible level of your shuriken, gun, 
sword and whatever. And then you're also doing your helmet, your armor, and all that stuff. So you're trying to get powerful. Um, farming materials levels you up. Fighting little monsters on the map levels you up. And killing players levels you up. So pretty much the, the, the point of it is being the last one alive. And that's it. That's the battle royale aspect. I don't know. It's, 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 just, it's a, such a different kind of battle royale that I hope it gets more attention. But because of the, yeah. how bad of a name it is, I don't think it will. <laughs> they, I feel like Eternal they need to change that. Black Survival. I don't, even, I don't even understand how they came up with that name. It has nothing to do with that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> so it's I mean, weird, like, is, but... is there a story that's mixed in there? Like, is there no. some kind of narrative? No. So, like, you, you know how, like, in, uh, ba- like, for MOBAs, they have the names of the characters, like, they're either champions or in Apex, they're yeah. legends and, and stuff like that. Here, we're called experiments. Mm. And that's as, I, I don't know, that's as far as that explanation goes, though. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't even know. So it's 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 really it's really just a it's a gameplay game. It's just a gamey game. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a little farming. You know, you just farm materials and you level up, and then you fight whoever you see. That's pretty pretty cool. I'm wondering if like eternal return, like if there is some kind of narrative in there, or if there was previous games. If if I wonder series, I should look into the people that made it. Yeah, I yeah. gotta look into that. But could it, it could it almost be one of those games where like it does have like lore and story, but it's kind of like the Dark Souls games where like you kind of have to like read descriptions of stuff to kind of find lore or something. It like, does not feel like that at all. Okay, or like no, any I, most other mobiles, I I would say. Yeah, it's just like the league. I think has a story somewhere in. Yeah, there. each of their. I yeah. mean, there's descriptions for the characters when you when you play them. Like when you want to choose a different character, they have their own little descriptions, but just. Yeah. Based off of what who they are, what they are, but not not anything wider than that, you know. So mm. it's a Actually, weird, it's you... a weird game that I just found randomly. I I think it's it has a good viewership on Twitch because I think it just came out, and okay. they have like the Twitch drops and all that stuff. So they're they're trying to put themselves out there, which mm. which I hope works out for them because it, it is a cool idea. Yeah. And how much are you big into mobas? It was free. Oh, sorry. It was free. Okay. And and oh. I play League a lot. That's pretty much it. Oh. Yeah. I I've tried on so many times to get into League and I I literally I just can't. I think yeah, I've tried to get into League I think four different times and I just can't. League is one of those games that I absolutely despise but continue to play it. <laughs> and it's also given me such hard skin because I've 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 been told to kill myself ever since. Dude, that, I that community is toxic <laughs> yeah. as hell. They have the most toxic community ever. Dude, it really is. It's so funny. I'm part yeah. of it. I'm part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so let's I've been go over it. to Alan. What have you been up to the past couple weeks here? So I've, I've played a lot. I mean, I've played other games, but I made I listed my big ones Um, with the re-release of Dragon Quest 11 S, which isn't even really a re-release because it was it was originally Dragon Quest 11 on the PlayStation. Then the S version, like, I guess the better version came out for Switch. Then it finally came back to PlayStation. Yeah, and it's like it's, the port of the Switch version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, That's I funny. mean, it's it's good. I played the original game to platinum and come to completion. I liked it. 
um, except for kind of when it transitions between like it's act one and act two, it adds like a whole bunch of extra cutscenes and gameplay segments to see what your party was doing. But other than that, I haven't noticed too much else about the game that's different at all. So it's just kind of the same game. But it's been it's been fun to play, and I know its post game is like dramatically enhanced. So like I'm almost there to see it, but that's all I have on Dragon Quest. Other than that, though, I did play the Little Nightmares two demo actually yesterday on stream. And with the Yis 9 demo, the Monstrum Knox. And a little while ago, Please. I also played the Monster Hunter Rise demo as well. So I played all the demos. And just like small thoughts, like Little Nightmares 2, that game is really good. I didn't actually fully play the first one. I watched Amy play, kind of played it with her. Mm-hmm. So this was my first time like hands-on, like actually like kind of diving into Little Nightmares. The demo's not very long. I'd say it's maybe about, like, depending on if you know what to do, it's like 15-ish minutes. It's not very long. But the game looks very pretty. It's very good. It comes out, like, very soon, like, like February 10th or something. Yeah. And it's spooky. It's exciting. I mentioned this on another show, but Amy, who is not on, on any of my content anywhere, we might be streaming that game live when it comes out. Because Amy oh. is like you, Gino, and Kyle, where she can't handle scary games. Mm-hmm. so she's gonna play it while i'm kind of co-hosting and kind of hanging out with her while she plays it so that'll be exciting when that comes out um nice. that should be fun yeah the yes yeah. 9 demo i've only really played yes 9 and yes 8 or uh yeah yes 8 and i like it it's kind of like this arcadey just dungeon crawler where it's just action combat it's really hard to describe what yes kind of is but it's it's just a very it's got a lot of stories that's an rpg but it's just a very action like third person action game i would say almost like the fantasy fighters where it's the the mob battles but not quite but it's similar to that and that game's really fun yeah i played um, it too it's like uh i guess you compare it to tales sort of yeah yeah it's kind of like the tales game but not quite as restrictive like with a bit more freedom in the combat yeah exactly yeah so yes and i was really cool um the demo very strict it's like hey here's two areas to explore and to fight the boss and you can play for 10 minutes and that's it so yeah, you'll play. You'll be in the middle of a fight, and the, it'll be like it'll just cut to black and go. Thanks for playing. Do you want to pre-order the game? I'm like, bro. That's yeah, for real. Dude, I, fight. I didn't even notice that ten minutes had passed, so I think I'm gonna get it. This is a Switch game as well, right? I believe so. I believe so. Yes, and this this game comes out even sooner. This game I think comes out like February third. Yeah, it's a perfect Switch game. Yeah, yes, yes. Nine comes out like right at the beginning of February, and Little Nightmares two like like literally just over a week into February. And then a while back, I played Monster Hunter Rise demo, and maybe it's because maybe it's honestly because of all the Monster Hunter world that I've played. But Rise feels almost kind of sluggish. Like Amy actually uh-huh. didn't like the demo, and I played it, and I'm not like I'm kind of lukewarm on it. Like I'm gonna play it again to try to really give it a shot, but I feel kind of lukewarm on it weirdly. But I'm a Monster Hunter guy now, so I have to, I gotta, I gotta believe, I gotta play it. <laughs> you gotta believe. But yeah, I think it's because of my yeah. muscle memory is so engraved to the mechanics of world that Rise feels the same, but just mechanically different enough that it kind of throws off my rhythm that I have. So it's probably just girl, it's just probably just learning pains. Yeah, it seems like the kind of game that should have come up before uh, World. Yeah, kind of. Well, World World was kind of a different thing that they did because World was a lot more of kind of an introductory game, where Rise is kind of more akin to like the what the series really is, where it's kind of like. Exactly. A bit more of grow. It's Rise, as what Amy told me, Rise plays more like what Monster Hunter is supposed to be. Yeah. World was kind of an easier game to introduce people to the series, ergo me, I guess. But really, so so yeah, Rise is definitely more true to what Monster Hunter kind of is with some of the quality of life improvements that World added. 
Also, but, you never played yeah. Monster Hunter before World? Huh? No, no. Oh, World was okay. my first. Was my first shot into Monster yeah, Hunter because Rise is a lot more like the older Monster Hunter. Yeah, that's, yep. That's the thing. Yeah. Now, and it's when, really cool. The style. The or, sorry. But just, the, just one quick. Yeah. Question: When you yeah. say it's more like the older Monster Hunter g- g- games, does that mean? Uh, like more challenging mechanically more involved what, what, what yeah, does that I, even mean i exactly? i would say it's more it's more challenging so like world world kind of made the combat like when you first play it the combat feels kind of like it does feel a little bit stiff but you kind of get used to it where the best way i can describe it is rise feels a lot more like you really need like in world you could just in world i could just power through a battle and just get hit and tank through and just kind of literally just mash through a battle rise at least with the mechanics that are in it where it has these weird wire bugs where you can almost kind of like grapple yourself around it definitely makes the combat more engaging which makes it i guess harder because instead of having freeform dodging like world i guess does which it still has that but it feels more sluggish because in the demo you're meant to collect these bugs that kind of raise your defense your speed your strength and all kinds of yeah. stats so like at the beginning you are actually fairly sluggish and there's kind of like a delay to your actions because I think you're meant to explore the environment and use the environment okay. to help you fight monsters by getting these upgrades or ability power-ups to enhance your combat experience. And now, and so, like, the one example I'll give you is, like, I use the longsword. And you can do, like, a helm splitter where you'll stab the monster, leap up in the air, and slam down on him. You can't do that normally in Rise anymore. It's tied to this thing gotcha. called the wire bug where you have to expend a wire bug that launches you, that pulls you, like, kind of grapples you into the enemy. You'll kick them. And if you kick them, then you can hit, like, I guess, another button, and then you'll go into a Helmbreaker. So it really ties the wire bug mechanic into combat. So instead of just being like, oh, I'm just going to do dodge rolling and attacking, you have to kind of really get into Rise's new mechanics to really get the most out of combat. So it's a lot more, it has way more technicality to it, which makes it harder because it's not as just simple up front, if that makes yeah, any sense. I, I, I guess World is... Yeah. simpler than this because I played through all of World and I know that I feel like I didn't even need to get to the more intricate mechanics of it with the bugs and yeah. the farming and I know there's a lot of things that I didn't even touch and I finished the story and so what you're saying is that this game requires you more to be yeah. engaged with the deeper mechanics yeah, because like one of the other things, the wire bug, you can actually just expend a wire bug and use it to just kind of grapple the air to launch yourself forward to kind of close distance. So in, in world, if you wanted to get closer, you would have to either just keep dodge rolling to roll towards the monster or just walk towards them normally. But in rise, you can do the same thing, but you're really encouraged to use the wire bugs to grapple closer to close distance to use the wire bug to dodge. But they also are on a recharge, so you can't just spam it. So you really have to be a lot more conscious of everything going on around you. And it makes it like I beat there's a beginner and an intermediate monster in the demo. And I think I tried on stream like three times to beat the intermediate monster and I failed every time. And then I played it off stream and it took me two more attempts to beat him a single time. And that's considering how much I've played world and how good I am at that game. That rise is like kicking my ass. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah. Good stuff, though. Yep. Yeah. Demos. I will go next. Uh, the, I, I really haven't played much this past week, especially, uh, but I did restart uh, or start playing Halo 3 again. 
because uh, I've been slowly making my way through all of the Halo games. That's Ooh. been fun. Um, I've I've played all of the ones that Bungie made except for ODST. So I'm excited to get to that one since I have that on Master Chief Collection through Game Pass. Nice. Uh, nice, nice. But really, I just wanted to give two more shout outs to two of the games that I mentioned on our Game of the Year podcast last week. Um, first of all, Call of the Sea, which did not make my top 10 list, but I still really liked this a lot. Uh, and I want more people to go check it out. Uh, this is a like a puzzle game, kind of like Mist. Like a first-person puzzle exploring game. Uh, you are trying to track down your husband who went to the island of Tahiti uh, to help find a cure for your disease. And you guys are both architects, uh, or not, excuse me, not not architects, you're archaeologists. Um, and so he gets there and he's there for a while and then he stops responding and stuff. And so you're like, huh, that's not a good thing. So you go look to, to go look for him and you get there and the island is abandoned and everything's a mess. And so you're kind of trying to solve these puzzles to figure out what happened and where he is and if you can catch up to him, um, but it, it does this really, really I, I guess I wouldn't say it's super interesting, but it was interesting for me um, that by the end of the game, you have to make a decision of what you want to do and how you want the game to end based on the things that you saw and what you think of the characters and Stuff like that. So I, I I liked that it wasn't just like, okay, okay, you solved the final puzzle. That's it. You're done. It's like, okay, now yeah. that you've spent some time with the characters and stuff like that, how do you think the game should end? Um, so that was neat. I enjoyed that. Are, are there a lot. like a lot of different endings or is it just is it just two? It's just two. No. Um but yeah, there are some like secret things you can find in all the puzzles and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a good good game. It was only like six hours long, so it's super short. Highly recommend going to check it out. Uh, and then last but not least, I also want to give a shout out to Umarangi Generation. Uh, which ended up being my number three game of the year for 2020. Uh, guys, this game was awesome. I yeah. loved this game. Um, I I had heard it being talked about on Waypoint Radio on that podcast and didn't really pay much attention to it. Um, it, it sounded neat. Uh, but then when they kind of got to their like end of the year, like, OK, let's actually sit down and talk about these g -g -g games kind of had it spoiled for me. But it was like in a way that was like, oh, man, now I need to go and play that and experience that. 
uh and i did and holy moly it was great it's this uh like small photography game so if you you guys like the like photo modes and stuff in like ghost of tsushima or spider-man and stuff like that it's basically taking that and making a a making an entire game with that uh where you're given like photography prompts uh you're inside level and you have to go find things that that match that uh, and take a picture of those and it like it it seems really simple just by explaining it like that and it is like it, it's not a complex g- 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 game uh but man they tell the entire story just through like environmental storytelling it's things you read it's the the graffiti on the wall, it's the signs, it's the newspapers, uh, it's characters in the environment that are just k- 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 kind of standing there. Uh, it, yeah, it's 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 neat. And so if if you guys like giant k- kaiju and giant mechs and stuff like that, please check this game out because it is amazing. Yeah, like super interesting. Yeah, it, it has like ps1 style graphics Ooh, yeah i'm looking at it right now yeah it's reminiscent of like jet set radio like that style to the way things look um but yeah it's good i i cannot recommend this game enough it was amazing oh cool there you go nice ignacio let's let's go to you uh, so, I other than the games that I already talked for Game of the Year, which I think would only be Spider-Man Miles Morales, you know, thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I've already talked about that one, so the other two games that I have really been playing is that oh, are Yakuza 0 and Yakuza Kiwami. Ah. So, so for a while now, I have been wanting to go back to these games because... These games are great, what can I say? They are really good. So, Alan, I know that there's one game that you forgot to mention, or that you didn't include. In yeah, your yeah. Yakuza 0? Yeah. Well, yeah, so I, mean, I haven't... I talk about it, I, I haven't, like, I haven't played it in a while, and I, I already, like, I mean... I'm not very far in it, so I don't have, like, too much to talk about on it. I mean... But... So we we did figure out that weird like streaming thing that you were like, why is the green not working on there? Yeah, we did. Exactly we did figure that what out. You guys thought it would. Yep, it was the chroma a, key. Yeah, a chroma key on something, and you just had to turn it off. Alan, way haven't you played it? Um. Well, I mean, like. I haven't played it because I've just been I've been super engrossed in, in Hollow Knight. So like I have been playing that on stream and um, doing the the whatnot stream like Wednesday when Kyle mentions that <laughs> little spoiler guys uh, teaser. But um, yeah, I've just gotten really I've I've honestly just gotten really into Hollow Knight and I've been devoting my time to like playing Hollow Knight in my free time and on stream because I'm just trying really hard to like design a route because I really want to casually speed run that game. And plus, like on our game of the year episode, yeah, yeah, you razzed you razzed me a little bit about streaming Yakuza Zero. So yeah, 
I usually usually games that aren't in my like my top priority list to play like Dragon Quest and things like that. I save games that I'm not like that I don't want to just binge hour after hour after hour on like I play the like Dragon Quest I want to play all the time. So I play that off stream. Games that I can play in like big bursts would be like Yakuza or my other stuff that I save for stream, but since you were like, "Hey, you know, you, you, you got to pay attention to the story. Don't maybe yeah. don't stream Yakuza 0." So because I haven't streamed it as much, I haven't really had any desire to go back to it yet. Not that I don't like it. I still like it. I just haven't That's really fair. bothered to go yeah. back. I still recommend that you don't play it on stream. Because I <laughs> seeing you not paying attention to very crucial scenes yeah. as a fan, it really... It really... Oh. Yeah, and I mean, I understand, I understand that, and like, I yeah. mean, because you really like it and all that, but and but my point still stands that like, yeah, there even get. like when the story of Yakuza's uh, Yakuza Zero, when the story has like a good cutscene, it's interesting. It, the game sucks me in, but like, I also like more actiony stuff, so like, I like cutscenes and story. But yeah. if the story isn't really captivating me, I just kind of like, okay, yeah, things are happening. Let me just kind of like, ha ha, laugh at what's going on because it's not Yakuza Zero story is good, like. The very beginning before events happen, it was kind of like, oh, this is kind of boring. I don't really care what's happening. But then the whole thing where, spoiler, I guess, where um, Kiryu leaves the Yakuza, the story got really good. But now because I'm doing a bunch of side stuff and like trying to like, I guess, find the stupid like business company, like things have gotten kind of boring again. So now when story happens, I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. But I would just recommend that well, first of all, if you can, don't play it on stream. Yeah. Again. Well. But the other thing is that I would recommend that you do not play through the side quests. No, but that's but that's how I play games though. Like that's that uh, that's just how I want to play it. Okay. Well, <laughs> going back to my thoughts on Yakuza. Yeah. I Yakuza Zero and Yakuza Kiwami, honestly, they are great games. First of all, both have great stories. I it really is a thing of the game starts. I I made this analogy before. It's kind of like going up a hill. It just keeps going up and up and up and up, and all this the stakes are getting higher and higher. And somehow it gets more ridiculous, but it still makes sense. And I love it so much for that. And then the other side of it is the combat. One of the things that I really missed when playing Yakuza like a dragon was. These the combat of the Yakuza games up, up until then has been always like a brawler, which has meant more of an action game. And I really think that that gameplay fits more the narrative because it is, in a way, it is a like a crime drama, but still feels mm-hmm. a lot, a lot like a samurai story or a or a old western story where the this hero gets to this one place and has to fight off or solve all the problems of the people. And and that plus the fact that you are entrenched in all of this crime story, it all lends itself so well to action that I think having it being turn-based makes a disservice to the whole story. Interesting. Or the, the whole game. And yeah, more than that, I... Those are great games, and I highly recommend people play the Yakuza games, starting with Zero. 
I'm I'm hoping to go back to that one this year because I, I played through Yakuza K- Kiwami mm-hmm. two years ago now. I feel like I don't know. Um, but yeah, I like that's one of my goals this year is to play through Yakuza Zero. No. I mean, I'll, I'll eventually, I'll eventually get through it. I just don't, I don't, I don't know how consistent I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to it. You guys but, might hear a mm. lot of Yakuza talk this year on the podcast if <laughs> Ignacio is replaying them and I go play Yakuza Zero and, and I play I'm streaming it every now and then. I don't think I, I will replay all of them. I think I went back to Yakuza Zero because that's the one that I played. Uh, the longest ago, and so I played through the other one. I didn't have much of an intention to go to keep going, but once I finished, and then I realized that I didn't have any game to play really that was coming out. I decided to go to Kiwami because of the one of the reasons that I think people should play Zero before Kiwami is that Zero and Kiwami are so connected, and even though Zero came out many, many, many years later, I think that it really is a good way to start the the story that is presented in Kiwami. It it is really a good way to start it with Zero, to know the people that are in there, because in a way, Kiwami kind of... And Yakuza 1, which if Kiwami is a remake of the first Yakuza, it, it... the characters already there already know each other. And so I think it it is great to know how they started and how they got to where they are. That's fair. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if you can answer this and if, and if you just say, no, you can't, then that's fine. From the, from the gameplay intro trailer, when I boot up Yakuza zero and stuff, and even from the cover art, dude, who the hell is this dude with the eye patch? Dude, you are so (laughs) close to knowing it. If you had not gone through the through the through the side quest, you would have already known. Because like, dude, he does like he's, in that little like intro slice gameplay, like he does some crazy shit, dude. Like, he's one of the best characters. Yeah, he's that's great. the guy Kyle likes. Oh, that's the yeah. new Kyle likes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, he's I, I gotta ridiculous. Say my only criticism of of Zero is that when he is introduced, I'm not gonna say how he is introduced, but when he is introduced. The game kind of slows down, but Aww. luckily it isn't for for too long. Okay, I'll only say that. For, it does, slows it slow down for does, it slow, does it slow down for like like a chapter or two, or just like maybe half a chapter, or maybe okay, a whole well, chapter? I, okay, I cannot well, remember. Chapter, but chapter chapter two feels hella long. Ah, uh, it only feels long because you can you do not keep going. <laughs> I like to uh, do everything in games that I play. That's 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 my curse. You just have to start enjoying games. And that's my curse. Does nothing but become a mahjong yeah. streamer on, okay. <laughs> on Twitch. That's, oh, that's one of the things that I want I want to bring up is that there are a lot of things to do in the Yakuza games that I have nothing to do with the stories. Kyle, like There's you said, so you can much. you can play so much mahjong that you want. It it is. The minigames there feel in a way like full games that you could buy somewhere else, but they were just included here. You got Mahjong, you have karaoke, a karaoke minigame. You can go play baseball, you can go dancing, you can play with RC cards and so many other things. Yeah. Dude, hell yeah. Which add a lot to it. 
Dude, hell yeah. I want to do all and, that stuff. Yeah. And it You'll also helps... You'll get there. It also helps making both Kamurucho and the other town that is in there feel more like real lived-in places. Because they have so many random things that aren't necessarily helping the story. Yeah. But they would be there in a, in a regular town. At least I bought healing items this time, though. You know, like I yeah. like I said, I said it on two. I was like, I'll buy healing items, and yeah, damn it, I did. Yeah, and also brings me to another point. One of the great things that I think Yakuza Zero does so well is that thematically, the game is set in a, in an era of Japan where everyone had a lot of money. It was during a an economic bubble in the game, or in the in real world Japan. Yeah, and that that whole idea translates so well into gameplay because. Whenever you're fighting anyone, bills just keep flying off with every punch for no reason at all. Yeah. And you get so much money from every fight. And the prices, I would say that the prices for, for items, like healing items, mm. are pretty much the same in every game. But in here, pretty much early on, you can just buy every, fill out your slots with the most expensive items, healing items. I don't Just know, because. Ignacio. I'm not getting enough money to buy that fucking 30 million yen upgrade for my health. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. For upgrades in the game, also keeping up with the theme, you don't use experience points, you buy them. 30 million yen to increase my health? Are you kidding me? I beat up a well, dude and he gives uh... me like 5,000 yen. Let's move things on here. Let's yeah. let's go into yeah, I'm house still here. keeping. <laughs> G- and, uh... Gino, do you want to play? Gino, I'm, I, here. I'm, I'm, I'm here, man. I'll I'm, you. I'm, I'm I will here. never play Ooh. Yakuza. <laughs> One day. I will not. Maybe. Uh, well, let's, let's get on into our housekeeping. If you guys did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. Uh, you guys can find out more information on our website, which is thewhatnots.com, or on your f- favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in The Whatnots and all of our shows will pop up right there. If you guys like what we do, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, we have a $3 tier which gets you all kinds of exclusive content from all of our shows uh so be on the lookout for all of that stuff and like we said at the top we might do a video game fantasy draft here in the near future uh so be on the lookout for that as well uh a big shout out to our patreon supporters at the five dollar tier thank you so much sam uh for helping us out and supporting us we appreciate you thank you sam thank you sam Always appreciative. Uh, A couple other things. Uh, Go check out our Game of the Year podcast, uh, which we did last week. Uh, And yeah, that was a little bit of a long one. But uh, I I think it was good. I had a blast. Uh, And you guys can... I don't know. No more are good. Check out. Number number three will surprise you. Cuphead. No, your number three will surprise you. (laughs) Cuphead. So he again, again, as, sure. as the usual tease thing, go watch the Game of the Year one. Did I try to really put Cuphead at number three? You'll have to find it. You'll have to watch it and find out. Uh, Alan's Game of the Year for 2021 is going to be Dragon Quest XI. No, yes. 
Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. A little sneak peek. I almost put DQ. I was gonna put DQ in my top ten, but from playing all I did, and it was literally, literally no different because I didn't hit end of act one yet. I was like, this game is literally the same. I'm not gonna put it in top ten. Cool. Well, good, well, good thinking. Good to hear that you <laughs> <Anyways. still. laughs> Last but not least for housekeeping, uh, we have kind of officially started Whatnots Wednesdays. Uh, we are hoping that every Wednesday night, uh, we don't know the exact time yet. I'm sure over the course of this next month, we will settle into something that works. Uh, but we are hoping to stream on our Twitch channel every Wednesday night. So you guys can find us at twitch.tv slash the whatnots uh, and come hang out with us. Come play some video games. Think about it. It's the whatnots Wednesdays. It's a win win. Because yeah. they're both W's. There you go. Ooh. Exactly. Uh, this past week, uh, I joined Alan as he was trying to figure out the best uh, speed run route for yeah, Hollow Knight. Is that what Kyle, it was? I don't know. Kyle distracted me <laughs> enough that I got lost, but we also didn't die. So ultimately, his plan failed. Yeah, I'm hoping to make him die That's just right. by dis- right. distra- distracting him. But... Don't worry, the route is coming along fine. My notes are like hella insane. I've got like I've got like eleven tabs open of the Hollow Knight wiki, just trying to figure shit out. There you go. I think hey. I will be sh- be streaming something this week. I think uh, Alan, you're joining me this week as well. But yeah, we're hoping yeah. to get Gino on there. We're hoping to get Ignacio on there. Of yeah, we're we're just hoping to have a good time. Maybe even Melissa can come. Yeah, hang out <laughs> one night I, and stuff like that. I casually pitched the funny idea, Ignacio, that like even though because it's not fit for streaming, as you say, how funny would it be if we just did like a whatnots Wednesdays of me streaming Yakuza and you're just joining me, just yelling at me the whole time, like no, pay attention. No, <laughs> I I have thought of it. I I would like to do. That you play Yakuza Zero and I explain to you what's going on. <laughs> what if we did that and I didn't do the side stories and you just told me where to go to make it faster and we just tried to yeah. binge through it quickly? I have yes. considered it. Just we, we can do that. I have considered it. Yeah. Yeah. So we are working on that. I'm sure uh, as we continue doing it, we will get better and it'll start looking a little bit nicer. But yeah, we're just kind of putting our feelers out there right now with that. And I, I think it's going well so far. Uh, and I am excited about that. But that wraps us up for housekeeping. The house has been kept. Let's get on to the news of the week. Number one, Disney has announced Lucasfilm Games. They put out a press release uh, this past week, and it says Lucasfilm's legacy in gaming stretches back decades. And with Lucasfilm and the galaxy far, far away, entering a new and unprecedented phase of creativity, so will the world of Lucasfilm Games. Uh, developed in collaboration with the finest studios across the industry. StarWars.com is thrilled to reveal that Lucasfilm Games is now officially the identity for all gaming titles 
from Lucasfilm, a name that encompasses the company's rich catalog of video games and its eye toward the future. There you go. Yeah, cool. That's the Big first news. thing there. So, what do you guys think of that? I think I think this is pretty great because they. What was it? Who was it that got into the deal with EA? It was it uh, Lucas Films or Disney I mean, yeah, or it, it, Disney. it was Lucas. It, yeah, so films. That was one of probably the worst decisions they could have made. So I think it's awesome now that they're taking sort of that Marvel entertainment approach where they're letting, now they're going to have studios, uh, different game studios pitch them games. So all this means is we're just going to be getting a bunch of awesome Star Wars games just like we've got in, uh, on the Marvel side of things, we've got in Spider-Man and what else have we got in? Well, Avengers isn't that great. Um, but Different Marvel properties that we're getting made by different studios. Now we're going to see maybe Square Enix makes a Star Wars game or maybe we'll yeah. see a Sony exclusive Star Wars games or a Xbox exclusive Star Wars game. So this this just opens up a, uh, a lot of opportunities for different studios to make Star Wars games, which yeah. is awesome. For yeah. sure, it is at least a commitment from Disney and the people over at Lucas that they are committing to what they kind of already did with Marvel games, which is we are going to have people, our people, looking over all these new, all these games under the Lucas umbrella, and hopefully that means better quality from games because we already had these situations like with the Battlefront games where people didn't receive those well, and I think yeah. maybe. This is kind of like uh, a response to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I think looking back on the deal they had with EA, like I, I, I just feel like they were expecting more and to have them better yeah. received. Yeah, because I mean, it's not like Star Wars Battlefront 2 isn't a good game. From what I hear, it's actually pretty good. Pretty great, but yeah. yeah but there was, was that so... huge scandal of all the loot boxes, though. Like yeah. it, yeah, it was yeah. good, that, but it which, had a lot of controversy just, around it. Yeah, it just launched with that yeah. scandal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I don't remember if it it actually happened, if it leaked, or if it's something people were were like theorizing. But I think Bob Iger or someone over higher up on Disney called up someone higher up in EA and told them, "What is up with the?" Or what's this with the loot boxes thing or this whole oh, controversy? Oh, yeah, I remember. At I remember the height that, yeah. of the... Because if, if we don't... You don't remember, when Battlefront 2 came out and it had all those, the, all those loot, loot boxes in there, it was such a huge controversy that it, it went not only throughout the gaming industry, but it did end up with the, with the general public where news outlets were reporting well, it and lawmakers were considering creating new laws for it. So well, it was a huge deal. I can't remember, didn't it, didn't it almost hit like some kind of some Supreme Court or some kind to kind of like have a casting if it was considered gambling? Like, yeah. it, it went I up think, that high. It was that I big of a deal. I think the senator that was 
pushing that here in the in the United States is also the the one of the insurrectionists. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my god. No, but yeah. I, I, oh my god. I know in the U.S. at least it didn't go anywhere. I do remember several lawmakers coming out saying that we will look into this. We cannot have gambling on on things that children will play. But yeah. I think in places like, I think it was in the U.K. where it did go up into a. Mm-hmm. A, a high court or it might have been turned into a law I don't remember but it did get high up there yeah so Disney obviously must be thrilled now that they got out of that deal with uh, oh yeah with EA. Well, especially with with what we'll talk about later yeah yeah, yeah. moving on to that actually yeah speaking so, of which since... I, I started out the news but I was supposed to toss it yeah. to Gino yeah because uh, you were so fired. I'm stepping on, you were fired. I'm stepping on his. <laughs> yeah, we can't no, have we can't have these fired here, people so. that haven't cleared out their desks reading the news. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> also, it has been like a month since we last recorded the show. Normal in its regular format. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So now that Disney announced Lucasfilm's games, Lucasfilm went on to announce even more things. So number two. Lucasfilm Games, I, why am I saying it like that? Lucasfilm Games and Bethesda announced a new Indiana Jones game. Ooh. So this comes over uh, a press release released by uh, Bethesda. Reads, today Lucasfilm Games and Bethesda Softworks announced a new Indiana Jones game being developed by the award-winning studio Machine Games and executive produced by game industry icon Todd Howard of Bethesda Game Studios. The standalone adventure starring the legendary archaeologist will tell a wholly original tale set at the height of the, car- of the career of the famed adventurer. So this game's going to be buggy like Bethesda's Fallout games, right? Uh, no, it, it is machi- it's, machine this games. This is by so. no, machine games. Those are good. Wolfenstein. No, I know. Yeah. I, I just know it's a, this is just the whole joke of like Bethesda games are yeah. usually yeah. buggy. So that that raises it being machine games raises a question for me. This has to be a third person action adventure game, correct? I mean, you would assume that it. I mean, I think that for Indiana Jones, it would be better for it to be third person action. It would make the most sense, I think. Yeah, Yeah. especially because with games like Uncharted and Tomb Raider, you would have to go that route. But that's the thing. Like, I, I, I wonder if they're wanting to set themselves apart from Tomb Raider and Uncharted and be like, no, we're actually going to make See, a first person game and you're still killing Nazis. So I think more <laughs> of it on the different side of the spectrum where they want to also follow in those footsteps. And so since Microsoft now technically owns Bethesda, they want to mm-hmm. have their own uncharted or tomb raider or whatever thing like that so see yeah yeah i feel like they could separate this because like i i i saw the tweet of people saying like oh xbox has like their own uncharted now with indiana jones yeah not copy uncharted but what if it does almost the reverse because i don't i mean i don't know the indiana jones movies very well i'm sorry but like you know uncharted you know uncharted focus on like the big cinematic moments and had small moments of puzzles and kind of things like that well, if Indiana yep. Jones kind of did the reverse, it had very, it had only had a couple big moments that really stood out, but the game was primarily just about puzzles, like kind of puzzle solving in like the Indiana Jones world that I, yeah, can't but I, I, I don't, I don't think that would hit. Yeah. You don't yeah, think that would work? Think, 
No, the because special. Indiana Jones, I think Indiana Jones is pretty much, or Uncharted is pretty much Indiana Jones. True. Yeah, it was yeah. inspired directly by it. Yeah. Wow. So people are going to so, be expecting this game to be like that. And Yeah, but that raises the question, can machine games make a third-person action game in the style of Uncharted? But like, because how would it, how would it even be first person though? That'd be too weird. Yeah, that exactly. too. Because Indiana Jones isn't doesn't shoot that much. Yeah, he has a gun. He does shoot occasionally, yeah. but not that much. So or, machine games, uh, yeah. obviously, they 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 make Wolfenstein, which are great FPS yeah. uh, games. But when you think about you know them moving over to becoming a third person action adventure. Yeah, or making a game like that, we can think about what was the other two? Gorilla, that did the yeah. same thing. Uh, so yeah. I sure, feel yeah. like I I would be confident in and then being able to go a different creative route and yeah. and make make a different kind of game than what they're used to. I think Even in sure. the gaming sphere, I think a lot of us consumers and fans and enthusiasts press like to kind of box developers in to be like, oh, you did this one thing, great, I want more of that. And then they do, mm -hmm. they make more of that, and then you're like, oh, that's the only thing you can make now. Like, you, yeah, yeah, yeah no, like, can't learn mm -hmm. something new, or you, it's like, we want you to make the one thing that we like. But I, I yeah. think this might be a good opportunity for them to yeah. make something new. Exactly. Yeah. I mean... For sure, it isn't their bread and butter, but it, it is, of course, so totally possible that they can nail a third-person action game, like Absolutely, you said, like yeah. Gorilla went from first-person to third-person. I don't mm -hmm. know. Also, if we focus on the good aspects that machine games can bring to the franchise, I mean, first of all, machine games have been great at world-building with the Wolfenstein yeah. games. And yeah. also, it is kind of like too perfect that the developer known for making a, making games about killing Nazis is making an Indiana Jones game, a character known for going up against Nazis. Yeah. Cool. And they, they yeah. love fighting Nazis there at Machine Games. Good for them. Yeah. All right. Let's also, move on. Well, before we move on, yeah. do we think that it, it will be Xbox exclusive? Oh, that is a good point. I think it should be. Uh, but no, it, no, I'm pretty, I'm sure it will. But when do you think it'll ever come to PlayStation? Oh, I I could see this being more of a timed exclusive. Yeah, because I, I think Indiana yeah. Jones is something that you re really, really want to get everyone involved in. But that's the thing. Like I, 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 I heard some people making comparisons to Marvel's Spider-Man Exactly. But that's also in a weird thing because Sony owns the movie rights. It's yeah. Uh, the, there's the, some. Uh, it's not exactly cross. Yeah, there's over, already the connection plus, between the two. Plus, wasn't wasn't there still like a thing that like Phil Spencer said that like they they weren't really gonna focus on exclusives. Like I, it still would be, uh, but I think because I mean, of like ooh. I still think this will come to PlayStation. I mean, the nothing thing is, is set that, in stone yeah, yet. Yeah, Phil Spencer said that before. Of course, they were about to buy Bethesda. That's true. I don't know if we should 100 percent believe him. I'm just throwing, on, on I'm just throwing whatever we he know also, out there, man. Yeah, we 
we also know that nothing is set in stone yet. Like they are mm-hmm. planning on buying Bethesda and their parent c- 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 company Zenimax, Z- Z- but they're still waiting on like the approval for all of the yeah. the stuff yeah. which is why they can't s- say because apparently it's against the law to be like this is what we're gonna yeah. do with them blah 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 blah, blah well, or something i mean if like they, that, but... they don't own them so they cannot call the shots yeah, yeah. right yeah so and also at the keeping their mouth shut at the end of the day i think the decision as to where it will go falls on the IP holders, which would be, in this case, Lucasfilm Games. I think they would be the the final word. And if I had to make a prediction, I think that there is a good chance that it could be exclusive, but I I think that there's also a a higher chance of it not being an exclusive. It could be a time exclusive, but not a full-on exclusive. I don't think it would be. And to those people that bring up the whole Spider-Man thing, we have to take into account a, like we said, Sony already has a relationship with Marvel, with Marvel and with the Spider-Man IP. But also, I think it is easier for Sony to pitch them on making a game exclusive to them because they have such a big reach and such a big install base. Whereas on the Xbox side the Xbox consoles haven't been selling quite as much as PlayStation and even to the Switch. I think the Switch has outsold the Xbox, so that isn't yeah. a good look. And then for yeah. XCloud, I don't know if we're still there for for a big reach. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think that it, there is a bigger chance that it will event- either at the beginning of it or eventually will come out on PlayStation. Yeah, that's why when you originally asked, I said, not that I expect it to or want it to, I think it should be an exclusive, because Xbox needs these sort of system sellers, in a way, and yeah, just how They're also PlayStation... working on a new movie, too, so this would help, just yeah, be like, hey, exactly. you just saw that new f- film, go check out the game on our system. Yeah, exactly. See, just how Spy- uh, PlayStation has Spider-Man. People are like, oh, I want to buy a PlayStation to play that Spider-Man game. People say, I want to buy the Xbox to play that Indiana Jones game because of the movie. You know, yeah. so they they need this kind of stuff. Even though Xbox and, and Microsoft are so good at keeping the goodwill of their audience. See, and that's that's why I think that this will be a time exclusive because Xbox is so hard on like being consumer friendly it doesn't make sense to be like we're all about the gamer we want them to enjoy it in any way that they want and everything else then be like "Ooh, you really want indiana jones no now you have to be with us because even if indiana jones it's let's say it's exclusive for however like just let's say a year that first year if you really want to play it you get into xbox then once you're in xbox it's all of their consumer friendly game pass all that stuff that's what keeps you there as we said before Or Mm -hmm. maybe it ends up coming to PlayStation, but you're like, well, I've been kind of on the fence about Xbox because I hear they have all these great things. And if you have extra money or anything else, you might just get an Xbox play Indiana Jones there because you get all these extra things. So it might not be as profitable if they make it non just full on exclusive. But being exclusive, I feel like goes against what they're what they're trying to what their motto is. But but to that point, I think that. Microsoft has been in that position of, of being so consumer friendly and such the quote unquote good guy here 
because they have they have needed the situation has made them be like that but yeah. i think that by the time that we get to the not not Ghostwire Tokyo not Deathloop the game after that i think we will really see if they actually commit to that whole hey we we don't care uh uh we don't want to have people have to choose where they play their games i think that then it will be really tested yeah and also to the to the whole thing that that Phil Spencer said once about uh like i said Phil Spencer said that he doesn't believe that much in exclusives. He wants the pe most people to play the most games and all that stuff. Yeah. He has already kind of like twisted those words in a way when, when the question came up with Bethesda, where he said like, oh, but people can play it on Xbox or they can play it on their PCs or on yeah. Xbox. So really, people have the opportunity to play the, game, the, the games that are exclusive. So mm -hmm. yeah. he has already started to yeah. twist those words. Yep. Do, do you right. think this game also comes like instead of being fully being full exclusive, Gino? Do you think it just like, hey, it's for the new Xbox, but also PC? Oh, for sure, yeah, for yeah, sure. it's absolutely yeah. going to be on Bamboo. Yeah. 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 See, but even, but even then, like with it being on PC as well, then. then that's also not encouraging you to buy an Xbox. So there you go. But that has been their whole thing for they've a while always, now. Yeah, they've yeah. always been Xbox and PC on PC. Yeah. Which never helps them actually like sell Xboxes, but yeah. yeah. The hard thing here, because we have some more <laughs> Lucasfilm so stuff. We got a big Lucasfilm week. So number three, Lucasfilm announces open world Star Wars game from Ubisoft. And this comes over from Eurogamer by Tom Phillips. Uh, Massive Entertainment, the Ubisoft-owned developer of Tom Clancy's The Division, has begun work on a new open world Star Wars game. The project utilizes The Division's Snowdrop engine and is led by the Division 2 director Julian Garrity, I think is how mm -hmm. you pronounce it. And today's announcement marks a definite end to Disney and EA's much trumpeted 10 year deal of exclusivity for AAA Star Wars projects. When asked about that 10 year period of agreement, Lucasfilm's, Lucasfilm Games declined to go into specifics. Quote EA has been and will continue to be a very strategic and important partner. For us now and going forward. End quote. Disney Games exec Sean Shoptaw said, quote, but we did feel like there's room for others, end quote. And a subsequent blog post on Lucasfilm.com states that multiple EA projects remain in the works. What do you guys think about this? I'm excited. I mean, it's it's a Ubisoft game, so hopefully it's not going to be over stuff with just fluff like their yeah. Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, and my and only worry here, as much as worry here is that sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, I just want to say my only worry here is that I wasn't that big of a fan of the division. I yeah, felt same. that it was a bit too repetitive. Yeah, mm. oh, I love the division too. I thought it was great. Yeah, the division are great games, and I it this being this studio specifically making an open world Star Wars game is probably the best one to make it. Because you of think? the division games, I would to feel. Me, I, yeah. To me, I think this is a safe bet. This is like, yeah. hey, we want to diversify who's making the games and what kind of games we get. Uh, hey, Ubisoft, we know you guys make open world games, right? Like, I I feel like that's the safe bet of yes, like 
there's a certain level of quality and standard that Ubisoft has with their mm-hmm. like very formulaic open world gay games. Yeah. Yeah. No. But they've fallen down that sort of rabbit hole of kind of doing putting the same a lot thing. Of, putting a lot of importance into quantity over quality. Yeah. Yep. So I feel like that's something they should step back and, and really focus on on the quality of, of the game over making it just so huge and, and so yeah. many things to do. So. Now, I, I feel like I almost feel like the giant expansive world would work, though, because even if it does have a lot of stuff in it or anything else and there is a lot of quantity, I feel like being able to just be lost for hours in like the millions and millions of Ubisoft fluff of open world games would excite a Star Wars fan because you, you all you want to do is just be in that world for as long as possible. Like obviously mm-hmm. have good quality, but I feel yeah. like they want that you would want a lot of quantity as well, but you don't want just like random bad little nodes of quantity. You want like a lot of it, but you want it to be important. But then you I also just, have to work with like the actual lower and world of Star Wars. So then you kind of run this really fine yeah. line of like, what can you really do? Man, I think that's so what fun. you just said, Gino. Yeah, I I think having Disney farm this out to Ubisoft will help with exactly what you were talking yeah. about. Because at the end of the day, Disney is the one that needs to be like, okay, yes, this has been stamped for approval and stuff like yeah. that. So it's not Ubisoft just being like, cool, 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 cool. let's ship it out, let's go. Yeah, they're it's just as much a part of the Disney. creative process as Ubisoft yeah. would be. Yeah. Also, I think one of the advantages of it being Ubisoft is that we know Ubisoft goes so deep into their research, being yeah. good with the Assassin's Creed games and their historical research, which is insane. That's true. Or even to the division and, and what they have done with those, their settings. I mm. think that that is them being hand, being granted the access to Star Wars, I think we'll, we will get a lot of great things from that universe into this game being put here from their the amount of research and, and how deep that they get. Yeah, I wonder if they could also take inspiration from the Mass Effect games as, a, as an idea for that, mm, which would be pretty awesome. That'd be cool. Awesome, yeah. awesome things. Awesome things from Lucasfilm. And also, this is, of course, a big fuck you to EA <laughs> and their whole deal. I mean, well, EA still has that 10-year deal. I don't think that they have... it. I think that it will still play out until, I think, 2022, 2023. I, think I don't remember when yeah. it was made. But this is, of course, Disney being so mad at EA that they're like... Fuck you, we won't wait to announce all the of this stuff. The yeah. minute one that our deal has ended, we will we will publish all of these games. These but, games will be ready to go. And it also looks like at the end of it, EA really tried to or did actually got their shit together with yep. Fallen Order and then Squadrons that just came out. Because those yeah. games are all very well um received. Well, even so, that Fallen, Fallen Order was still really good, but it definitely, like, for the genre that it was replicating, it still had a bit of, you know, it had a lot of rough edges, but it was still really good. And like, I would have wanted, see... wanted more, like, another one of those games, but, be, but just be worked on more. Like, that would, oh my god. Oh, well, we are going to see a second one, for sure. Yeah. I know. So. But that would have excited me a bunch. 
All but right. I mean, open world t- Star Wars is pretty good. That seems yeah. exciting. Seems yeah. exciting. And it is so crazy to think to if you go back and see all of the Star Wars game that games that came out in the '90s or the 2000s compared to the 10 year or I think seven or eight year reign of EA. Mm-hmm. It's so like black and white. So many games used to come out, and EA has put out so many little games, so few games. Yeah, that's true. So let's move on from Lucasfilm games. That was all great news. And let's go to some uh, sort of bad news, I guess, right? Am I right, guys? Number four CD Projekt Red, another company that we have heard so much about, offers an explanation. This is over uh, on GameSpot by Eddie McCooch. Following the rocky launch of Cyberpunk 2077 in December, developer CD Projekt Red has released a statement from studio co-founder Marcin Iwinski in which he offers a personal explanation of what happened in the days leading up to the game's release. So, quote, Despite good reviews on PC, the console version of Cyberpunk 2077 did not meet the quality standard we wanted it to meet. I and the entire leadership team are deeply sorry for this, and this video is me publicly owning up to that, Iwinski said. CD Projekt Red still plans to release free DLC packs for Cyberpunk 2077 later this year, while the free next-gen update for PS5 and Series X is planned for the second half of 2021. A FAQ page posted to CD Projekt Red's website has some further insight on what the studio is doing to make things right. According to a new report from Bloomberg, several of the game's developers believed 2022 was, oh my god, wow, was a more realistic release window. Which is crazy. It's still a year away. That's still, two years from when it originally released. So yeah, I still crazy. don't believe that if they had gotten more time, I don't think that it, they would have managed to make the game run well on last-gen hardware. Well, it, it, w- it wouldn't have ran well, but it would have ran better than what we got. Yeah, for sure. It would have been be- run better, but not, I don't I, think, good. I think they said that because the further they were from last-gen consoles, it would have been okay to not release it on those. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the, their way of thinking about it. Because you assume like early 2022 or even like late 2021, they would have been like, hey, it's going to come out next year and we're going to be focusing all of our efforts on the next on the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions because yep. sadly the PS4 and Xbox One versions, they are no longer going to be released. Like you assume that would have happened. And yeah. this next gen update I, being in the second half of 2021 yeah. is also really telling. Of yeah, well, you know that they have to focus all their efforts now on trying to fix, fix it. the yeah. most that they can the yeah. lesson versions because I don't know if they if they were to come out and say, "Hey, we will release the next gen patch maybe next week, next month, whatever." I think people would maybe be pissed oh, that yeah. they they were working on this instead of fixing the version that a lot more of people were playing. Keep in mind, yeah. it's still not on the PlayStation Store. store. Yeah. yeah, it's still not back yet. They are working with Sony to get it up and running, but it's still not in a good spot for it to come back. Let me add on to this so we can discuss about this. Uh, 
a little bit more news on it. Jason Schreier interviewed more than 20 current and former CD Projekt staff, which paints a complex picture. Unchecked ambition, technical woes, unrealistic deadlines, and above all, one belief. We made The Witcher 3, it'll work out, is the way they thought about it. So devs at CG Project Red said, despite promises that crunch would not be mandatory, they felt pressured to work overtime on and off for years. Adam Badowski, head of CD Project Red, has since responded to that article to clarify a few things. However, Schreier points out that CD Project Red declined to comment on specific questions for the article. They did not make Badowski available for an interview, and he still did not address the crunch issues or unrealistic timeline. Yeah, so I put this stuff on he- he- here because J- Jason released this stuff last night, like late yeah. at like 1 a.m. <laughs> wow. Mm. Um, yeah, and so like it, it, it's been going throughout the night and stuff like that. It, I haven't got a ch- chance to read th- through it because it's all behind the paywall on Bloomberg. But yeah, it seems like yeah. he's speaking to a bunch of different people. And one of the things that Badowski points out is like, hey, you spoke to like a lot of X developers that used to work for us and Mm -hmm. only one person who went on record so it's hard to say that this is a majority of our 500 employee company to do all you you know to say that this is what it was like uh he also clarifies stuff on the demo because it sounded like in schreier's piece that uh I, i guess the terminology of like the fake demo that they released in 2018 for like the behind closed doors stuff uh they're like well it's not fake like that was what it was at the time which means that's real Mm -hmm. that's just how game development works right like if 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 you go watch a demo or something it's highly curated because you hit the wrong button or if you look the wrong way everything breaks right yeah, because exactly. of course the game is still in development yeah mm-hmm. so i mean it he's he's making good points but it's also like i, I it's still yeah like like he says he still isn't addressing the crunch and the unrealistic timeline it seems like they didn't actually start making this game till 2016 and yeah, it, it just yeah. seems like the whole thing is still just a mess. So the yeah. one the one thing I want to point out that that stood out to me was the the quote or the idea that they were we made The Witcher three so it'll work out. That specifically sort of I guess it it I think it's so sad because they earned so much goodwill from The Witcher yeah. three. They were you know CD Projekt Red was high on everyone's list of being, you know, this yeah. flagship yeah. uh game development company. And for them to completely and entirely lose all goodwill, but not just goodwill, trust from everybody yeah. is so sad to see happen. And I, I don't know. I I I personally hope they come out of it in some form. But yeah. you know, cause you can compare this to a company like 
I think who was it that also lied? Hello Games, they lied. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot about uh, No Man's Sky, but that was Hello Games, not CD Projekt Red. You know, so they the I, CD Projekt Red. People have been comparing this to the whole Bioware magic stuff of like, oh, Andromeda yeah. will be fine, Anthem will be fine. It's Bioware magic, right? Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, even with the video, it they kind of like uh, came out and said what we had ex- we have theorized before, which was the game became too big that they weren't. It became too big that at some point they weren't able to go back and t- tone it down and also uh, port it to the other game to the other consoles because, like they said here, they were working on PC and they were planning on that what they were making on PC, then porting it to consoles in a certain way. I don't remember the the term that they they made they he used, but yeah, yeah. it was that. It got too big that at, at some point the last gen consoles couldn't. There was no way that they were able to to put them on last gen consoles. Yeah, but also, isn't that how games are normally made? They build them on PCs and then. I mean, it depends. Yeah, yeah they. I think they usually make them on PCs, but they make they make them on PCs, but using the architecture of of the consoles and uh, the specs yeah. of the consoles. Yeah, I don't think that's the case here. Where I think that they, the main, the main like unit that they, the, the main SKU that they worked on was a PC version, and that they were going to from there work on a way to bring them to the consoles. Mm-hmm. And and we kind of can see that in a way because the, this is a there really are two cyberpunk games here. There's a cyberpunk game that came to PC. That is great. That got great reviews, and then there's a cyberpunk game that came out on consoles, which yeah. was not, which was a buggy mess. But which still had bugs on on PC either way. Yeah, but people, it, yeah, it, you can kind of expect from a big game to have bugs either way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So the way I'll end this is saying. We thought Cyberpunk was going to be a game that would be talked about for years after it came out for good things. But look at what we're talking about it. Well, I, yeah. like, no. I, I still think it has the potential to do that. If they end up fixing this, which they kind of have to, to yeah. it's still mm-hmm. like I think what they have in there is still really good. Yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. I ended up not putting this on my top t- ten list, and I, I'm thinking about being like, hey, we should make this available for 2021 in our game of the year discussions, because I, I don't think I'm gonna end up playing the game until they release the, yeah. the next gen console p- patch. Yeah, um, yeah, I stopped playing it. But yeah, not because but, like, I what, encountered any what, big bugs because. I knew that that was a possibility, so I I would rather yeah. wait for the next impact. Yeah, yeah. But same. what they have in there is good. Like I yeah. like I I think there is a game of the year quality game. Yeah. Deep in there somewhere, and they just have to sculpt it out. They got the bones. Yep. yep. All right. 
Okay, so this next one, I think you put in the NPD, right, Ignacio? So I don't know yeah. if you want to do this, if you want to point out sure. certain things. Yeah. So. I mean, I, it, there isn't much text to read here. Uh, I'll just read what I put here. Yeah. December saw new records for consumer ex- consumer spending on video games in the United States of $7.7 billion, according to industry tracking firm, the NPD Group. The new PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X S hardware drove that, but ongoing success of the Nintendo Switch platform was also instrumental. Quote, December 2020 consumer spending across video game hardware, content, and accessories reached a December record $7.7 billion, 25% higher when compared to a year ago. Wild. NPD analyst Matt Piscatella said, Full year spending also set a new record, totally 56.9 billion, 27% higher than 2019. But that makes sense, though, from the whole pandemic. Like, there's yeah. people I know that never play video games that bought Animal Crossing and bought Switches for that. So, like, it makes sense that spending was way higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. People had more time on their hands. Nothing else to do. Yeah. That's crazy. A booming, yeah. booming, booming business. So moving on to the chart for December, we have at number one, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. At number two, Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, Second I mean, best-selling game. I feel, I feel like, like a lot of it was also pre-orders, no? Mm. I feel like we don't need to go over all 20, though. Like, I feel like the top five, like, the top five would be you fine. because those are usually like the, do yeah. the top 10. Yeah. I, I technically yeah. start with number 10, but it yeah. doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Number three is Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is a carryover from November, where it was on number two, so it's still selling a lot. Mm-hmm. Number four, Miles Morales, from also November, which was at a third place, so still also selling. At number five, Madden NFL 21, another carryover from November, which was at number four. Animal Crossing New Horizons as number six. Higher than in November. It used to be at number eight. Hmm. Still at almost a seven. year. What? what Still almost a year after it's come out already. Yeah. Hmm. But you assume from yeah, like Christmas, Christmas spending in December, people getting for Christmas probably upped its sales yeah. a lot. Yeah. You there's a lot of that in, in this yeah. in this lineup here. Because number seven is my record eight deluxe. <laughs> up from number eleven last month. Now that is isn't that counting like because I know like a lot like the most like one of the most popular Switch bundles is like the Mario Kart Deluxe one like is that that is that what's affecting it then you assume? Mm, I don't know could. if the bundles are counted in this. Yeah, I think they might. I think they might. I'm not sure, but I think they might. Because that's that's like Maybe. the main bundle I always see of the Switch is like oh yeah you, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe yeah. Switch bundle. But you also have to consider that. Nintendo doesn't release their numbers, their digital numbers for first first party games. True. So this is all physical for Mario Kart yeah. 8. Yeah. And also Animal Crossing. Yeah. At number eight, we have NBA 2K21, which was at number five last month. Number nine, a new one for the month. Immortals Phoenix Rising. Yeah, Gino, I know you like that game a lot. Yeah. Nice. You gotta play it. And then finally at number 10, we have Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which again, let me remind you that come March, you will not longer be able to buy the game. So yep. maybe if you haven't yet, you should do it now. 
I wonder how many. Uh, I wonder where it's going to be on the list in February. Oh yeah, that will we'll see. Be interesting, yeah. Everyone buying at last minute. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, moving on. Since we are in a new year, I think that it would be good to look back at the top-selling games of last year overall. So number one. For 2020, we have Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. That doesn't surprise me. Call of Duty will never go away, dude. Yeah, that that does not shock me at all. And it's only been out for three months, I think? Well, since November came out. Yeah, yeah, it's been out for two. And not even two months. It's only one for the year with having come out on November. Not even two full months. Yeah. And number two... An interesting one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. This also is not shocking. Huh. I like. I Sounds feel like familiar. everybody I know in real in like in my person like that I know personally, mm-hmm. everyone plays this game. Uh, yeah. Because of Warzone. Yeah, like everyone yeah. plays it. Yeah, even though Warzone is free. Exactly. Yeah. So I assume people downloading Warzone made them be like, oh, you know what? Let me buy the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. So. Also for Modern Warfare. I think it came out in 2019. Yeah. Did it? Yeah, Warzone is the yeah. one that came out in 2020. Ah. Yeah. I think this this is usually what we see with Call of Duty games, where both the new one and the one from the year before that one chart at, like, number one and two. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Number three, we have Animal Crossing New Horizons. Not that surprising, to be honest. Yeah, no. Which that, that honest, game was a, that game was a phenomenon. The number one game because we also don't know yeah. the digital. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, same applies here where we don't know the digital for first party Nintendo games. Number yeah. four, we have Madden NFL Twenty One. I think that that's a regular one every year. Yeah, I think so. Chart. So not a big surprise. Number five, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Nice. Good for them. Nice, nice yep. job, Ubisoft. I think this one came out on November also. No, it came out it came out uh the the tenth. Because yeah, I believe it, it came out two days before the PS5 launched on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another one with two months. Yeah. Number six. The Last of Us Part Two. Well, Controvers- controversy sells, man. Yep. Yeah. And also Sony first party games sell. Yeah. As you will see mm-hmm. next up. Because number seven, Ghost of Tsushima. Nice. I like that a one. A new IP and a Sony console exclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's also from a very well established developer of Sucker Punch, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a new IP, but it's from a very established developer. Yeah, but though. I feel that the infamous games didn't. weren't that big of a deal. I feel like it, I feel like Infamous was a big deal. Second Son, I feel like, was kind of like the, the taper point of like, eh, Infamous. Mm. But like Sly Cooper is like is huge like that to, even to me and a lot of people that's like the defining thing of Sucker Punch. So like they yeah, but I think it is huge for uh, a certain group of people. I don't think uh, a big group, but for sure it is big for a, a group of people. Uh, nostalgia sells, man. It you know yeah. having mm-hmm. nostalgia for games like that makes you just trust developers yeah. like that. But still, good for uh, Sucker Punch. Yeah. Yep. That their new IP came out at number seven for the year. Moving on, number eight, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. How convenient, again, number eight. Taking, again, consider that 
we don't know the details says for this game and also that it came out in 2017. Mm-hmm. Number nine, Super Mario 3D All Stars. Again, no digital states here. Yeah. Good for it. And finally, number ten, my game of the year, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ah, uh, barely should have been higher. Barely squeezing in there. Great game. Yeah. Great game. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yeah. Awesome. Also, good for Sony and Nintendo on this year top ten. Uh, Sony had two of their exclusive in it, and Nintendo had three. Yeah, good stuff, them. man. Yeah, 2020 was a good year for video games. Sure also, was. I just, I just gotta give a shout out to my favorite game of all time, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, number seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> good for them. There you go. Yeah. Okay, well, that wraps us up for the big news, but let's get on to our new and notable section. I'm going to toss this one to Alan. Is that right? Oh, yeah, we can do the Sony announce games. So, yeah, Sony announces PS5 games release windows on small print for the, uh, what is that? The CES, I forgot. Yep. The CES showcase and later removes it, so kind of highly sus, but it lists Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is coming in 2021, which I think we was already kind of stated. We already kind of knew yeah. that. Well, th- so uh, keep keep going with these and we'll circle back around to Ratchet and Clank. Then we've got Horizon Forbidden West also coming in 2021. Returnal coming March 19th, 21. Pragmata, apparently in 2023. Solar Ash, June of 2021. 2021. Kenna, coming in March of this year. Stray is coming out in my favorite month, October of this year. Ghostwire Tokyo, also October of 2021. The Little Devil Inside, July of this year. And Project Athia, coming January 2022. Yeah, so I I think most of these are what we expected mm-hmm. the one that yeah. i heard people talking about was ratchet and clank because yeah. this is supposed to be a release window game it, <laughs> yeah right they, huh. they didn't I say exactly when it was I coming that. out we knew it would be very soon after but now they're yeah. still just only saying 2021 yeah yeah and also didn't yeah, we already didn't we already know? We already knew Returnal's release date before the before this. I don't right? know. I, I, I could have sworn they announced it somewhere. I saw it. I saw it somewhere. I think they did. I'm not. Yeah. Sure. Maybe we knew the month, but we didn't know the exact date. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. But well, yeah, for Ratchet and Clank, I for sure would have bet before that it would have come out. I think in March at the most, because like Kyle, like you said, it is supposed to be a launch window game. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Sony's saying that it will come out some at some point of 2021. It is a bit worrying. Well, the okay, so two other things like because so the the part that kind of shocks me about this is Project Athia we we know very little about and Pragmata mm-hmm. we also know little to nothing. But I like how they're separated by an entire year and Athia is coming out supposedly January of next year. Be but Pragmata is just 2023. Mm-hmm. Which was pragmatic. 
That was, it's that weird. It's that weird, like astronaut guy with the girl, and they like float in the uh, sky or it yeah, really, really I mean, weird. The guy that made Dead I Space. I really know this about it. And also, I just checked. Even though they, even though Sony removed this on the PSN store, Returnals, Returnals already like does have that release date set as March nineteenth of this year. It it okay. has it on there already. So even they removed yeah, it, that was already confirmed. Yeah, I think they removed it more for Ratchet and Clank and the other games. Like, I don't know if we knew Ghostwire was coming on October 2021. Mm-hmm. I think it only had cool. a release window. Of, I, I think it only said yeah. 2021. And also, I, I'm i almost positive that we didn't know about Project Athia coming on January 2022. No, that was yeah. a surprise to that, me. Yeah, that felt like a game that was way out. That's I mean, why I'm shocked that that's coming it. sooner than Pragmata because we know little to we know lo- we know almost nothing about both of those games. So yeah, I, but we predict out there we saw like what little. five second ten seconds of gameplay. Yeah, a little bit of it. Two so, things that stand out to me here: Kenna coming March 2021. When are they going to announce the actual release date? Because Returnal's mm-hmm. coming in March as well, so and that's they true. already have a release date for that one. Uh, Kenna looks awesome, by the way. And yep. uh, one notable one that is missing here is God of War, that apparently is coming out in 2021. Very true. Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Well, do we know that it is coming out in 2021? Yeah, I don't they, remember. They said they it was when they first they, announced it. They said 2021. I thought did. we only I thought we only saw like the tease of, of Kratos' voice and just the, yeah. the symbol of Ragnarok. I don't think Not we got like a release year, did we? Did we hear him? I don't remember. Yeah, we I, hear him. We yeah. he, we see the the symbol, the symbol. and then we see twenty twenty one. No, Do you no, guys we not see Ragn- no, no, we see Ragnarok. It just says Ragnarok. Yeah, right. we see Ragnarok. Okay, but, look uh, up the trailer again, and then okay, you'll see twenty twenty one. But we've spoken about this too. This game is not coming out in twenty twenty one either way, and I don't know if they think it is. I don't know if they've figured out that it's not, and I assume that's why it's missing from well, here. The thing to keep in mind with all of these release dates, especially for this year and the next, COVID-19 has delayed a lot of stuff, but like we really aren't going to see the effects of that until this year of things getting yeah. delayed and stuff. So yeah. Which we already I don't know are starting how many to see, yeah. of these dates are going to stand up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, Gino, you're right. It did say 2021. Yeah, yeah, I just saw it, yeah. yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> we spoke about this, guys. <laughs> we we talked it happened, about it. What, it was so long ago, ago, you think I can remember that? Five months ago. Yeah. But yeah. Yes, you know, in, at least something came out of CES for Sony. I, I also, I, anything. I have mm-hmm. no idea what Little Devil Insight is. I feel like I've seen that, but I can't even remember what that even was. That was... Yeah, me neither. I, also, Solar Ash, Stray... I, I remember well, straight, Little I Devil Inside. That it looked really interesting. It had this uh, yeah. really weird art style, like a paper mache like, sort of art style. Yeah, it was about this like guy that was maybe being possessed or like was dreaming that he was some adventurer or something. I don't remember, uh, but it looked oh, no, it's interesting. The, yeah, it almost it, like it, not really, but it almost looks somewhat paper mache kind. It kind of weird to describe. Right. Yeah, I'm looking at yeah. it now. Yeah. And Solar Ash Ignacio is from the people that made Hyperlight Drifter. That's their mm. their new game. Mm. Also, Stray is the cat game. The cat I game. I know yeah. that's that's why I remember that one. Incredible, you yeah. remember that one, and you don't remember that they announced that 
release year for God of War. <laughs> well, c- clearly I have got my priority. Clearly my priorities are in check. Yeah. Honestly, looking at this showcase of Little Devil Inside, I don't even know how I would describe that to somebody. <laughs> it's a very like, different game. It's very yeah. weird. So it's if cool. It is like, interesting. If someone was like, hey, can you tell me about that game, Little Devil Inside? I'd be like, dude, I, I'm just going to send you the trailer because I don't even know where to start on that one. Exactly. Oh, oh this game. Man, man. Mm-hmm. So no other thoughts on the PlayStation on the PlayStation release window games? Hopefully yeah. they all come out the yeah. time that they're saying. Yeah. Man. Well, outside of Sony PlayStation, we actually got the new Pokemon Snap gets a release date of April 30th. And I, I agree with Twitter. I don't like that it just has the word new Snap. in its title. Yep. I don't Snap. I don't like Snap. that. Also, I saw Snap. someone Snap. someone reporting on it as new Nintendo Pokemon Snap. New Nintendo Pokemon it literally, Snap. They literally should have just called it Pokemon Snap 2 or like Pokemon Snap and then like a title, but not new Pokemon yeah. Snap. Pokemon yeah. Snap 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> also, I, I like the, the disrespect to Sable. Fuck him. I didn't watch anything on it yet. Hashtag Team Score Bunny fire starters for life, motherfucker. Yep. Let's hashtag, go. Hashtag fuck Sable. <laughs> Yeah, but- <laughs> so because if you look at the at the cover art, it has Score Bunny, it has Groki, and I think maybe Pikachu in it, but no Sobble. Uh, uh, get fucked, Sobble. Uh, that- they don't. You don't want the sad boy in the title because it's it's new. It's exciting. Sobble just looks sad. You can't have him on yeah. the cover looking all depressing. So racist to water types. Yeah. It, Dude, well, remember this isn't this day, isn't Gen man. this isn't Gen three. You know, nothing's ever gonna reach that hype of Mudkip. You know, water types have just been on a steady decline. God. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, is anyone like? I really is anyone like excited to pick? Like, are you guys gonna get that game when it comes out? Or man, oh, yeah. 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 getting this game for I'm sure. My... Yeah, it's yeah, nostalgic. I, uh, I... I can. Yeah, it is pure. I never nostalgia. owned a sixty four. I never. I never played the first snap. Yeah, so... me neither. Yeah, me neither. But I have a lot of nostalgia to Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. I love Pokemon, so maybe. Pokemon. But also, I'm not that big into the gameplay of it. Yeah, I prefer the battling system, not taking a photo. Yeah. but that's exciting. It's been so long, and now you we finally get another one. So sweet. Yeah. yeah. Also, well, also the cover art is Scorbunny, Grokey, and a Pichu. All all of them very excited and having fun. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why Sobble can't, can't be in it. Oh. Yeah. But besides Sobble getting screwed, um, Riders Republic was delayed to later this year. So, yeah, this uh, was supposed to come sure. out in February, wasn't it? I have, I, I don't know what this so. is. Yeah, they ha- they had an actual release. I think it was February twenty one. And this game looks cool. I I, I was excited for it, but I, yeah. I, they didn't re- announce a new date, so. I wonder what, how how much they got affected. Well, clearly you have to delay your excitement as well. Yeah. yeah. Also, you have to wonder now, whenever studios will come out saying that they delayed the game, you have to wonder if it is maybe in, in response to the whole cyberpunk fiasco. Could be. Maybe. Mm. See how bad that was. Yeah. Other well. than that, our last thing is, 
Kyle was now Kyle now knows what console to get Hitman 3 on because it's coming to Switch alongside other versions. Yay, Hitman Which 3. Means I'm getting it on PS5. Nice. <laughs> no, you got to play it on the Switch version now. I'm you can play it on the go. It's nope, like you're playing nope, Hitman Go. Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> I was going to say Switch Asterisk because it is one of the cloud games. It's streaming. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, it hit me on three coming to Switch, I guess. Eh? On inauguration. Which, which is, it's it's still sweet that it that like it's coming to Switch and it's yeah. available on streaming. Like, that's wonderful. And I yeah. think we're going to see a lot more of that down the road as. Uh, you know newer and bigger games come out and they can't really port those to the switch uh yeah but i yeah i'm i'm excited for hitman 3 it comes out this next week uh yeah i'm stoked nice no. i didn't know it was coming out that soon holy cow yep On the I, i'm also gonna play it so Funny, True. funny tweet about Hitman yeah. 3 over here from from do you guys know emmett watkins ej sponge 61 on twitter no. Is, her is said, it that Emmett Watkins Jr.? Yeah, Emmett Watkins Jr. Yeah. He said, I hope nothing happens at the inauguration. If for no other reason, then I don't want Hitman 3 releasing that day to be ironic. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good one. Yeah. It's kind of like a sad laugh, like, ha ha. Yeah, like, it's also scary. <laughs> well. Jesus. Well, there you, there you go. There's there's everything, I guess, to give you a little highlight of stuff coming of release dates. New and notable. Which means it's time ah. for our Upper Runners. There we go. Am I supposed to toss this one to Ignacio now? Yeah, who does Upper Runners? I think I was supposed to do New and Notable. But I can do Upper Runners. I'm all backed up. We could all, since it's Upper Runners, we could all take turns saying one. Sure. I'll call I call second. I want I, I want first. I want the third one. Okay. Call you. Okay. Star Wars Jedi Fun Fallen Order get or got a new next gen patch. Nice. Did nice. it detail what it improved or just in general? Yes. I didn't put it here, but if I think it's four K sixty now. Yeah. Ah. The thing is that they it is different for Series X. It, it uh, is one thing for Series X, it is another for PS5, and also the Series S version also has a different thing. Mm. So, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Very I think PS5 stuff. is 1200, something like that, at 60. Mm. And I think the Series X version got two modes, one with higher... Higher resolution, lower frame rate, and the other the other way around, I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. Good for I, it's nice to see uh, older games getting next gen patches. Yeah. Yep. So people can play them new. Especially Jedi Fallen Jedi Order, which was I our game so much. of the year last year. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And awesome. it, it could really use that improvement with the next gen patch too. Like it, like every little bit just kind of helps it run a little bit better. Yeah. Man, yeah. I should go back to it. Because they have added a couple of other things. I never platinum. I never platinum that game. All right. Uh, <laughs> wait, you did it? No, I, I didn't. Did. I, I I did. didn't. I didn't enjoy it enough. 
Oh wow. my god, <laughs> no these again. Let's not go I'm into sorry. that. Resident Good thing Evil that you weren't Village. here last year for a game of the year. <laughs> Resident Evil Village is getting its very own showcase two days after your time of hearing this on January 21st. Yes. On, at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Hosted by Brittany. How do you, what is her last Brombucker. name? Brombacher? Brombacher. And we get Wrong to see book. the tall Resident Evil lady. Yes. So everyone was uh, simping Yo, over dude, this lady. Dude. No. Oh my <laughs> god. It was, Twitter <laughs> was getting course. was getting simp fever from this <laughs> this lady, dude. I, I hope this is the late is this a lady that's chasing you the way yeah, uh, I, Mr. X and the Nemesis dude, were in? I kinda hope so. Cause that would be cool. Dude, I want it. That's even more <laughs> scary. No, but I don't want to run, but I do. No, but I don't. You, you <laughs> like you like it though. Like you, the games, the game gets all dramatic, and it's like run away, and you're like, no, but I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want her to catch me and choke. I want me her to, to get me. Oh, please stop. I want her please. to catch me and choke me to death. But that's game oh, over. <laughs> I want to see how tall. I want to see how tall she is from the warm embrace. Exciting. Kyle, anyway. Are you going to play it? Me, uh, me? Dude, no, I am not no, gonna Kyle. play Kyle. Resident Evil Village because I am a coward and I Do don't it. like scary games. Do you it, you watch coward. me play it, Kyle. Ah. Watch me play it. Also, one thing that I, I'd like to bring up is that I don't think it will. They will only show Resident Evil Village. Mm-hmm. I, I because I uh, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but there was this this. Thing going around where you could sign up for an yeah. unannounced beta thing for a Resident Evil thing. The, mm-hmm. it, what the twenty was it like the twenty fifth anniversary thing or whatever? I like don't an, know it's exactly like an anniversary thing is. or whatever that you like sign up for. Do you think when you have sign like up, a... you, they they tell you that it is something that it, it will be announced? Yeah, uh, that day. So yeah, do saw... you think they have like a and one last thing surprise? Yeah, yeah. Or even if it's just like a teaser of just anything. Yeah, because I saw Ignacio and I saw Devil Devil Never Cry on Twitter both signed up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I gotta say, it was so hard to sign up for it. <laughs> yeah, he was saying the same thing, that it was kind of like a pain in the butt to try to sign up. Because, yeah, you start with a page in English, but then halfway through you have to do, do it in Japanese. Which is so <laughs> okay. weird. So That's I just funny. had to take screenshots and go to the, to the translator app and translate it like that. <laughs> So yeah, it was a pain in this. But also, I don't think that that also that either will be those two will only will be the only things, because there was a a leak recently for Capcom, and I think that their people saw something related to new Resident Evil games, mm-hmm. like remake so. of of other right, games. I so remember that? Yeah. 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 Nice. Cool. Well. A special Mario edition of the Nintendo Switch is releasing alongside Super Mario 3D World and plus Bowser's Fury. So we're actually going to have like another kind of special Switch, kind of like the Animal Crossing one, which I'm excited. Yeah. I haven't seen an image of what it looks like, and I don't think we have, but I'm excited to see what it looks like. I think we do. It's red and blue. It looks like is it? Mario. Yeah. Ooh. I like red and blue a lot. They're my two favorite colors. Ooh. So how far oh. out would a Switch Pro be if they're still releasing stuff like this? Dude, I don't yeah, know. I mean, this is like regular business for Nintendo. They always yeah. release new special edition consoles. I'm almost, con- I'm almost convinced that like we're them. not actually gonna get a Switch Pro at some point. Like Nintendo's just gonna ride or die with what they got. I, I, I would put 
uh, I would say it is more probable that they will. Yeah. yeah. Than they won't because that's the Nintendo style. They always release a new revision of their consoles. I don't, I don't see like a, deals. I don't see like a Switch Pro. I just kind of, I mean, it, I, I guess it would technically be a Switch Pro, but because the Switch is such a successful system, I don't see them making a new design for the console. They're just going to be, it's just going to be another Switch with like a slight, <laughs> not, I would say improvement, but just a slight different design feature. Like it's mm-hmm. going to be the Switch, but it's going to look uh, just barely a little different. And it'll be like, th- it's not the Switch Pro. It's like the Switch version two or something. Like it'll be like Switch a XL. new. Huh? They could do the Switch XL. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Damn it, Gino. <laughs> Speaking of Nintendo. Oh, yeah. They also hey. revealed a new trailer for Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, in which we finally got to see a little tease uh, of what the new expansion will be like. Ignacio. Super, Ignacio. Super Saiyan Mario. Yeah. Super Saiyan Mario. Mario, bro. <laughs> Super yeah. Saiyan Mario. Cat Mario. Are, oh, you into, are you into giant furries? Well, Mario's got your back. Yeah. yeah. Bowser's it looks furry. Dude, it looks right. it looks awesome. <laughs> it looks awesome. It looks like in the in the same vein of of Odyssey. Yeah, I actually had somebody in a, yeah. in a, in Sam's Twitch uh, Twitch chat saying that like they feel like this the Bowser's Fury like what this is gonna be is gonna almost be like the Odyssey DLC we didn't officially get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It for sure, it feels like that. So yeah, I'm 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 getting that. I'm excited to play. I'm excited again. for the game. I've, I've never played. 3D World, and that's a game that I have been wanting to play for so it, long. It, I have been so waiting for good. it to come, to come to Switch. You'll love it. I hope. <laughs> I will, yes. probably. Alright, I'll so, do this one. Yeah. The opening date of Super Nintendo World has been delayed from February 4th to an unknown date, I'm assuming, due to COVID. Mm. Once mm. again. Damn. Yeah. The, I the think delays... Jeff- I think Japan, or at least Tokyo, the bigger area of Tokyo, reimposed a lot of of restrictions. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah, know at so least it's because of that. I know here in Michigan, ours got ours got extended to February first. I think. I think. Well, COVID has not gone away. Well, thanks, nope. Nint- Super Nintendo World. <laughs> Still, even if. It, it it only affects people in Japan, to be honest, because anyone from anywhere else wouldn't have been able to go there. Yeah. I, true. I I can do this last one, even though I have this. I, this means like nothing to me. What is it? Ray Rayan's Ali's book NBA Jam has been a uh, option for a documentary focusing on the hit basketball game. Those were a lot yeah. of words I don't know. Yeah, so I, I saw this on Twitter. Uh, I remember playing NBA Jam back in the day, uh, mm-hmm. putting on big head mode, stuff like that, right? <laughs> like, it, it, it's just, it, it, it's a good, fun, arcade basketball game. Uh, and this guy, Rayan Ali, apparently has a book documenting the history of that g- 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 game and how it got made. Um, and I think, yeah, they've uh, announced this past week that it's been optioned for a documentary. Um, so Ooh. if if you guys aren't a fan of reading the book, maybe one day you can watch this documentary. They should really bring those games back. Who has time to read a book nowadays anyway? Yeah. The arcade <laughs> basketball games and, and like so NFL Street and stuff NBA like that. Street. Those oh, were awesome. Yes. 
they they brought a game to the Switch. I don't remember if it was Jam or not. I, uh, I don't think it was. There was a recent one, like an arcade basketball game, I think called like NBA Playgrounds or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Playgrounds um, and then Playgrounds 2. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I've I've yeah. heard okay things, but you know, not I enough like to them. be like, yeah, this is one that you need to play. Yeah. So the last Jam game that came out, I think, was in the PS3 360 era. I do hmm. remember it. Good times. That's all we got. There you yep. go. Yeah, that wraps us up for all the news for this week. Uh, good, exciting stuff. Let me ask you guys this. What are you excited for in 2021? What, 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 what's your most anticipated game? What are you looking forward to this next week? Let's start with G G Gino. God, I was thinking, dude. I was thinking. <laughs> I, I can go. I already got mine. Okay, you guys go. Yeah, I, I'm still thinking. My okay. mine is honestly pretty obvious. I am super hyped for Hollow Knight's Silk Song to finally come out. We'll see about there that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and like that, the balloon was popped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ignacio. I mean, for for me, of course, it Dragon would have Ball to be Dragon. the unannounced Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, I knew it. I fucking knew it. Yeah, every one? year we get one. So, Ignacio, I'm, did you see? The, did you it. see the screenshot of uh, Baby Vegeta's uh, Golden Eight form? Oh, in uh, Fighters. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, Fighters. Yeah. Well, I was going to tell you that, but I forgot to. Now that I think of it, I'm still waiting for the next DLC for Kakarot. <laughs> That's funny. You're gonna so, get your yeah, next I'm game before you get that. the DLC. Okay. But yeah, also I'm looking forward to the eventual next Dragon Ball Z game for this year because every year they put out one. Is it gonna be your next? Are, are you gonna are you gonna fight for it to be game of the year? Nah, nah. I wasn't that high on on Heroes when it came out. Oh, so I'm actually really excited for Hitman coming out next week. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. But I also want to put my energy into being excited for Kenna because Kenna I think looks freaking awesome, dude. And I would, yeah. I, like that small trailer that we saw of gameplay and all that stuff looked so mm. charming and, and cute and fun to play. And, and I'm excited yeah. that, and hopefully it comes out in March. So, or, or you could spend that energy and get excited on Yakuza. Uh, <laughs> so that was a, that was an option. <laughs> That's an option. <laughs> Kenna would be great. Yeah. Kenna's a good one. I'm 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 excited to hear more about that because it looks beautiful. Yep. But I I just I guess personally I haven't looked into much of it or what it's supposed to be. Um. But I am really looking forward to Deathloop. I think that is my most uh, anticipated game. Yes. I'm really curious how that game is gonna shake out too. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. It looks so good. Yeah. So. We still have to wait a bit for it. I have a confession yeah, to yeah. make. <gasps> I don't like first-person shooters. Same. Uh, I have a confession to make. Gino is uh, fired. Wow. <laughs> well, Kyle, that's... you're already fired. Clean out your desk. You can't fire Gino. You're already fired. You don't have the power anymore. Uh, damn it. Uh, I fired you all. It's just me next time. <laughs> no, <laughs> the next week, it's, it's like, all right, guys, welcome to Cosplay. I'm Ignacio Rojas, and I'm joined by no one because it's just me. 
Yeah. Wait, let's do, let's do that to end it. What is one thing that would get your gamer cards revoked? Like how I don't like first person shooters. Hmm. Um, oh man. Get my I'm gamer not that big of a revoked. fan of RPGs, but also I do like some RPGs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know other than that. Interesting. The Witcher because 3 I'm was also bad. Not a, not a f- oh, that was sorry. a bad yeah. game. Which one? <laughs> Which one? The Witcher 3. Oh. <laughs> the Witcher 3 is awesome. I mean, I, I, never, I, I never finished it, but it, it was I good. I fucking hated it. <laughs> Why? That's so... Oh, my gosh. I, I got stuck in a loop of not having money, so I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't uh, buy healing items. Orange. And I couldn't fix my my swords. So it, it, it was it was like once I finally got my money, I was like almost dead. And so it was like, okay, okay, I can heal myself mm-hmm. and then try and go fight and get more money, but I don't have a good weapon. And so I can't really kill these really easy yeah. characters. And so like I'm just stuck and I hate it. I was like, yeah, you see, that's on you terrible. for not being good at balancing your budget. I have another confession to make that you're. No, you only get you. one. You only get one. You got to save your other ones for other weeks. Wait, no, no I want to no, hear. Let me hear. say. I get so one. I loved The Witcher Three, and then when they announced Cyberpunk, I was like, awesome, a cyberpunk third-person action adventure game, so freaking lit. Let's go. And then they said first-person shooter, and I was like, I am not excited for this game at all. And then, mm-hmm. have you guys ever seen the meme of that little girl with the house burning behind her? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's me, the little girl smiling with cyberpunk <laughs> burning behind me. That's my confession. Um, I guess my confession is I never played Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, Gold, or Silver. Ugh. Ooh, those are the I best mean, ones. I never, uh, never played them. Yeah, I, I would go for the remakes on that one, but no, I know. Those but, like, games I never... came out so long ago. I don't think that's that big of a deal right now. Yeah. Well, the, well, like the, nowadays if they don't matter, but like, Pokemon but like then, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I there think, we go. I think sport, I think sports Any games Pokemon? are pointless. We've you all lost play our the, gamer cards. Play the real sport. <laughs> We've all lost it. Madden uh, is a turn-based strategy game. It is what if you think about it. Which Madden, one? yeah, it is Madden. Madden. Uh, oh yeah turn-based strategy game there you go and with that ladies wait alan didn't didn't answer my question no no i I just i said i don't i said i don't play sports games i don't i didn't know that no have you played any pokemon game oh oh yeah i played i played ruby i played ruby sapphire emerald diamond and then everything after that okay okay good because if you you have said no pokemon games then it would have been a problem i'd be like oh big pokemon fan what have you played none of them (laughs) <laughs> I've only watched the anime. Oh my god, I can't even do that. But and with that, yeah. let's I wrap play with the up. card game. Uh, Gino, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me over on Twitter at Gino underscore V Terry. There you go, A- Alan. Where can they find you? You should watch me stream any game I want to play or that you can suggest three days a week at twitch.tv slash azurepkk, where I stream and get scared sometimes. Oh. I suggest you play Monopoly. Monopoly? Oof. I got Monopoly for the PlayStation. I could do that. No, yeah. the board game. 
Uh, how, I, but I, my camera's not set up for that. Uh, Ignacio, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I G N A C I O R O J A S B. Nice. Nope. Does... You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. You guys want to stay up to date with our shows. We are at the Whatnots on Twitter. Don't forget Wednesday night. Uh, I'm assuming around 6.30 or 7 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. Uh, we will be streaming on our Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash the whatnot. So come join us. Come say hi. We would love to have you stop by and chat with us. But, um, that would be a, bl a blast. Uh, go like, share, subscribe. Sell your soul. Tell a foe. Tell a friend. Whatever. Ever you need to do to help us spread the word this year we really want to push go uh rate and review us on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts uh that would help us out a ton i know that every podcast out there says the exact same thing but please it really really does help us spread the word especially uh for us here since we are just small time creators uh, that would mean the world to us. So please go help us th out there if you got some nice things to say. So that would be wonderful. Hey, guys. With that, though. Oh, yes? I think I think Monopoly has an online feature. You guys want to play Monopoly online? God, I have no. it for the PS4. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. You guys will have to stream some Monopoly then or something. <laughs> online, let's do it. Uh... With that, we will be back next week. Uh, we will see you all then. Bye. Good Bye. night and goodbye. Bye.